0: What's up, Hawks fans? Welcome to another episode of Sweater Weather, a Chicago Blackhawks podcast. I'm Luke. I'm joined once again by Abe. How's it going, Abe?
1: Could be better. not feeling too great today.
0: Yeah? had a fever
1: last night when I went to bed, but it broke this morning, which is good, but...
0: You didn't tell me that before you came into my house. Well, there's no fever, so... Uh, Okay, well... (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm trusting you. Okay, um, I guess let's get right into this. Uh, this might be short uh, today, just based on the amount of things that I have to address here. But the last time I said that, it wound up we we wound up doing like a fifty-minute podcast. So we'll see. Uh, number one, just gonna put the timestamps in there. Uh, number one, uh, we're going to recap some of the games that uh, the Hawks have played since the last time we met up. They uh, they lost. To San Jose five to three. Um, I don't know if you watched that game, but no, I miss I missed that one actually. Uh, they actually played a pretty solid game. Uh, it was it was one of those games where you know you kind of feel like maybe we should have won or we should have, you know, maybe should have been a little closer. It was five to three. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think that fifth goal was an empty netter. Um, yeah, that one didn't feel too great. Uh, the Hawks did beat Buffalo in a shootout, five to four, on Thursday. Um, I actually had tickets to that game, but we didn't go because we had tickets to see Captain Marvel,
1: which was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I like Captain Marvel a lot. Yeah,
1: I I think that vaults into my top five. Just sidetracking right now. It,
0: really, it's in my top five. Really, of, I... of the Avengers or the Marvel Cinematic <clears throat> Universe movies. So. I, I don't know how I would rank the MCU movies because I like almost all of them. I think mm-hmm. Maybe the only one I don't like is uh, uh, The Incredible Hulk. And, all right, I know this is going to be controversial, but I'm not a huge fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I know a lot of people love those movies. Uh, I like them, but, you know, I, I, can, I can watch them like, you know, I, I've seen the first one like twice, and I, that's, you know, that's enough for me.
1: I actually have not
0: watched them. No? I, I need to watch them. Oh. Uh, most I'm pretty p- sure we have them. I know
1: Volume 2 is on Netflix right now, but I think we might have them. Yeah. Volume
0: 1 at home, so. Yeah, okay, I've got Volume 1. If, if you don't have it, you won't borrow it. Okay. Yeah, most people love those, so you'll probably like them. Uh, pay no mind to me not liking them. I just have a weird taste, I guess. Oh, did you did you bring that Vita memory card that I asked you for? I didn't look for it yet. Oh, you bastard. You son of a bitch. I'll kill you. You come in here sick... In my house, without the memory card, no, that's fine. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I, I wanted to get my my PS Vita working again, and the the battery is shit, and the it won't read my memory card anymore. So Abe said he'd give me his, and I ordered a replacement battery kit, and I got all these tools, all these fucking tools to change that's out the battery. Wow. Yeah. It's got, like...
1: Is that a pacifier?
0: <laughs> it does look like a pacifier, doesn't it? No, it's like a, like a suction cup, and you can stick it on the... If you're disassembling, like, a cell phone or something, you can uh, you can stick it on... T- I'm not going to demonstrate right now. You? you can stick it on, like, the screen or the back or something, and oh, okay. it helps you, like, pry the pieces apart. Okay. Because everything is, like... Uh, all, all phones nowadays are, like, IP67 or IP66... Uh, excuse me, IP68 rated mm. for, like, water and dust protection, so, they're, like, they basically just glue two halves of the phone together, and you have to use, like, a heat gun to melt the glue, and then you pry them apart. Okay. There's no there's no screws anymore. Um, the glue is more watertight than, you know, screws. Um, we got way the fuck off track. Uh, the Hawks beat Buffalo in a shootout, uh, five to four, uh... Like, I actually caught, I caught the
1: shootout, and yeah, overtime in the shootout. Yeah, I caught like we got out early enough. To yeah,
0: it. yeah, I we got home at like halfway through the third period. Watched the rest of the game. It looked like a fun game. My, I actually gave my co- my tickets to my coworker. Uh, he had a lot of fun. This is his first Hawks game in like a decade. Oh wow! He said he hadn't even been to the United C- Center since the last time the Bulls were in the playoffs. And I I asked him if it was the time that they had uh, Rondo on the team. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. It was like the last time before that. So it was like 2011 or something. No, it was um, uh, 2016, I think it was.
1: 2016. I think, yeah, I think 2016 or 17 when Rose was there.
0: Yeah. I just got a notification from Anchor telling me that I should make a new episode. So you got it, Anchor. We're working on it. <clears throat> yeah, so he had he had a lot of fun. Uh, it seemed like a lot of fun, like a fun to, game to be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight today is uh, today's Saturday, March ninth. The Hawks are taking on the Dallas Stars tonight. Uh, they basically have no prayer of making the playoffs at this point. But if they lose this game against Dallas, that's that's probably that's that's essentially it. You know? Yeah. There's,
1: I mean, hey, <laughs> they can at least play spoilers if anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I got the the Athletics playoff chances right in front of me. Uh, they got a 3% chance of making the playoffs right Yikes. now. Yikes. And two weeks ago, it was 25? It was Yeah, 20 or 25, something like that. Actually, that's funny because the, the Athletic gives them a 3% chance of even making the playoffs, but Tankathon gives them a 6.5% chance of getting the first overall pick which is hmm. hilarious. And they've got a... I think a... Uh, let me go back here. They have a 20.4% chance of landing in the top three.
1: Okay, <clears throat> that's pretty good.
0: Uh, I'm looking at the mock draft here. It looks like, assuming that the Hawks don't move anywhere in the draft, we would end up with, we, based on Tankathon's model here, the, we would end up with Trevor Ziegris. He's a, an American center. Plays for Boston University. They're pretty mm. good. No, no, not Boston University. I'm thinking of uh, Northeastern. Northeastern's the one that's really good. They won the Beanpot this past year. Um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, that's the recent game. See, we've already left seven minutes, and we thought that this was going to be a quick podcast. <clears throat> uh, news item number two. Uh, Scott Powers put out a, uh, an article in The Athletic this week about Adam Boquist. He went to uh, London, Ontario and he visited and uh, he kind of wrote up uh, a piece about how he didn't expect that Adam Boquist would necessarily be ready for uh, the Blackhawks uh, after uh, training camp. Uh, most, pretty much just because uh, while he, he displays elite offensive talent the his defense really needs to develop still, um, so yeah, uh, he's probably not gonna he's probably not going to impress right at training camp, just like uh, just like Alex DeBrinket or uh, Henry Yokiharu did.
1: He's a mini <coughs> Gus currently.
0: You know, I think I think it's fair to say that Adam Boquist's floor is Eric Gusseson and Adam Boquist's ceiling is Eric Carlson. I think that's, that's probably fair to say. I, so what you're
1: saying is he should have been named Eric.
0: Probably. Eric Boquist. Eric Boquist. <laughs> his, his brother Jesper plays for the Devils. Okay. Yeah. I think he was drafted... I think we, I think he was drafted uh, in 2017. I think we were there. Hmm. I think he was a first-round pick. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm not going to Google it. That's a waste of time. Um... Someone else can look that up. Number three. 8, Colin Delia has been recalled from Rockford on an emergency basis. Uh, Cam Ward is out seven to ten days with a right knee injury. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I think it's going to give uh, Delia some some more NHL starts. Potentially. I don't know. Crawford's had the last <clears throat> two, I think. And Yeah,
1: I think if there's a back-to-back... He would get one of those, too. But besides that, I'm pretty sure it's going to be just Crawford.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to check Daily Faceoff and see who's starting tonight, if that's confirmed. I haven't seen anything about it. Um. Where is it? Um. Uh, Yeah, it's confirmed to be Crawford. Crawford against Anton Kadopin. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't... The Hawks don't have any back-to-backs yet. Except... Oh.
1: Except for that (laughs) home-and-home against the Avs.
0: Oh, yeah. The one you're going to. Yeah. Yeah, funny story. I got... I got tickets to the, uh... the Sunday, March 24th, I think, game Mm -hmm. against the Avs. And, um... uh, it, It came with I got the NB Ice Arena experience package. So it's like a tour of the locker room. It's a public skate. It's a buffet. Um, you get a signed puck. Uh, I, the tickets were like 100 bucks each for all of that stuff and the game. Um, and then Mel and I booked our trip to Denver, and I didn't realize that it overlapped. So I had to give those tickets to Dan, and then uh, we're just going to see them play the same team a day earlier in the other arena. Yeah, <clears throat> still gonna be fun though. <coughs> I hope it's warm in uh, uh, Denver. Here we go or warmer, rather. It probably will be. <clears throat> um, Ten. Uh, okay, so this next one. Uh, this is I got this from NBC Chicago. The uh, Blackhawks have signed Reese Johnson to a three-year entry-level contract. Johnson, who is currently playing for the WHL's Red Deer Rebels, will remain with his junior team, where he's racked up 22 goals and 23 assists in 62 games so far this season. The deal will pay Johnson an average of $925,000 per season through the 2021- 2022 campaign, uh, the Blackhawks said in a press release. Johnson is the captain of the Rebels and has 50 goals and 42 assists in 182 career WHL games. Did say how old he is? No. I don't think it's how old he is.
1: Let me look that up in the meantime. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure, I was trying to find it, um, but I'm pretty sure he was undrafted.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: So, I mean, it's not a lot of money.
0: You know, we're in an awkward period of time right now because when we're talking about uh, NHL seasons, we're talking about, like, we're saying things like 2020, 2021, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's that it, it makes sense when you see it like on paper, but when you say it out loud, it's just a bunch of twenties, and then a one. So he's twenty years old. Okay, so he's pretty young.
1: Mm-hmm. He's born in nineteen
0: ninety-eight. Oh my god. Are you sure he was undrafted? I'm pretty sure. Cause I feel like twenties like not too old for the draft anymore. Uh, but he's got twenty-two goals and twenty-three assists in sixty-two games. That's not bad. He's the captain of his team. Yeah, well, we'll see what he can do. He's pretty young. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: we need offensive players, so <laughs> and especially centers.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, let's see, fifty goals and forty-two assists in one hundred and eighty-two career WHL games. Uh, I don't have a calculator on me. I, that's not true. I do, but I'm not gonna calculate it. But that sounds like a, a roughly point six points per game rate or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I found the tweet from uh, what's his name?
0: Good old what's Lazarus. His name? Mark yeah, La- Mark Lazarus.
1: He, yeah, he's undrafted. He was undrafted.
0: Undrafted. Okay, so there you have it. Um, yeah. So I mean, you yeah, never know. It could pan out. Yeah,
1: we'll see. <laughs> it, it, it would end up being a. Great steal for the Hawks if he can pan out to at least a pretty decent player.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's scoring at a pretty good clip in the WHL. I could see him being, you know, middle six guy. I don't know. I I don't know what his ceiling is. Who knows? I'm thinking with his age and then with the Hawks signing him, that means
1: he's most likely to end up, he's gonna end up in Rockford next season.
0: That could be. Um, Henry Okihari, played in the WHL for the Portland Winterhawks before he signed, or uh, before he made the team out of camp. Mm-hmm. I am so sick of getting friend follow requests on Instagram from porn accounts.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to continue on with the news. We've got uh, four more items here on the list. Um, number five uh, David Camp has been activated from IR so he's back in the lineup nothing big yeah I mean that's about all we gotta say about that <laughs> <laughs> alright moving on uh, number six Tampa Bay has become the first team this season to clinch a playoff berth. thank goodness I was real worried they weren't gonna make it
1: yeah I'm actually surprised it took them this long
0: I kinda am too um
1: I'm pretty sure we were talking about them last week, and at that i I feel like by that point they should have already had a playoff berth
0: yeah yeah it it's not even like they're in the west, which is like a uh it's a turtle derby for you know last place in the playoffs, maybe that's why <laughs> had they been in the west, they probably would have clinched a week or two ago, maybe yeah, I don't know the 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 worst teams in the East seem like they're a little better than the worst teams in the West. Or the, yep. the worst playoff teams in the East. You shut the fuck up. You be quiet. You shut up. The dog's... He's about to bark. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, Tampa. They're very good. Um, yep.
1: Probably the front runners for the cup.
0: <clears throat> I, was, I was trying to do some math and figure out what the... Uh, what the Hawks' magic number is in terms of like how many losses before they're mathematically eliminated from playoff contention? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's actually they got a while to go still. Um, I think the second wild card team needs to get ninety five points, and the the second wild card team is I think around eighty. Oh God! Yeah. And
1: there's what like thirteen, fourteen games left.
0: Uh, just about, yeah. Um, 15-ish. And, uh, I mean, that also, you know, the Hawks are probably going to lose a bunch of those games. If the Hawks lose, like, half of those, or more than half of those, then that number falls from 95 to maybe, like, 85. 15.
1: 15 games.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, And
1: it's not easy. I mean, you got the abs twice. You got the Blues, the Preds, the Stars twice, the Jets. Yeah, the, the Flyers, Toronto. Oh,
0: the Flyers are shitty though.
1: Well, yeah, but we seem to struggle against them.
0: That's that's fair. We we haven't won a game in Philadelphia in the regular season since 1996, I think.
1: Ugh. I mean, granted, it, the Hawks are at home that day, but still. Yeah, no. I Like, mathematically, they're not out, but realistically, they're right. not
0: making the playoffs. Yeah, no. Um, and I think tonight, if they lose to Dallas, which they probably will, it's like whatever wisp of a chance there is, that will just kill it. Um, speaking of Philadelphia... Time's up. Speaking of Philadelphia, uh, number seven... The Blackhawks will be playing the Flyers in Prague to uh, start the 2019-2020 season. Uh, so this is kind of cool. They've been doing some... The NHL's been doing some, uh, some international games overseas, and the Hawks are going to be in one of them. I'm pretty sure
1: the internet's going to be mad about that.
0: I mean, probably. But I think it's pretty cool. I mean... There have actually been a lot of games played overseas though up to this point and the Hawks have I'm not even sure if the Hawks have ever been in one Mm. I I haven't checked like historical data but they certainly haven't been in one lately um so yeah um uh road trip to the Czech Republic how long do you think it'd take to drive there uh we'll need one of those duck cars like they have at the Wisconsin Dells though
1: oh yeah Oh, God. I can only imagine just, like, rough seas. We'd probably die. <laughs> but, okay, so realistically, driving, it would probably take about a week and a half, two weeks. Probably about a week and a half to drive. Is this
0: nonstop driving? Two, two weeks. Like No, this includes uh, stopping. Okay, I, I was going to say, like, how long would the drive be if you, like, say we had infinite gasoline... Say that there's no ocean, it was just all flat ground, and uh, 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 we didn't need sleep.
1: Alright, let's the see how many being. miles. So, if you were to fly from Chicago to Prague, it's 4,534 miles. So, some quick math.
0: Alright, we're doing some quick math here, people.
1: If you're in a car... Going traveling that much, and let's going say, about six, let's say, say 70 60 or
0: 70, 70 yeah. miles an hour. We'll do 70. Because we're in a hurry. That's 64 hours. 64 hours. How many days is that? Two, a little over two. Um, yeah, like two and a half Eight days. hours
1: short of three days, and that would be non stop.
0: Yeah, that's that, that, that's no, without rest that's, stops.
1: Yeah, so if you throw in rest stops, probably triple that.
0: Okay. What if we could rig up some kind of system where we carry tanks of gasoline and we, like, siphon it into the open gas tank as we're driving? I think we could pull this off. I mean, we, we still need the ocean to be solar drivable, power. but... Solar power. Solar power. All right, we're going to get one of those duck cars from the Dells. We're going to steal one. We're going to... St- solar power. Fuck. Yeah. This is stupid. Let's move on. Uh, (laughs) uh, Last item here, number eight, is uh, uh, we got some news from the GM meetings in um, Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, These all come from Pierre Lebrun. Um, Item A, uh, GMs endorse the idea of having clocks in the corner boards in all 31 rinks, which we saw in the outdoor games, will require Board of Governors approval. So that's basically guaranteed to be coming. There will be clocks in the corner boards, coming pretty soon. Uh, you can count on that.
1: Yeah, I, I like it, just because yeah. it helps the players just see how much time they have left. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, they don't got to look up at the jumbotron or anything. They don't got to have like the goalie shout at them. Yeah. Anything like that. Um. Yeah. It sounds good.
1: Yep. I like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, item B. One item that gained significant traction in the GM meetings is if a skater loses his helmet, he must come off the ice immediately, similar to what the the AHL and other leagues have already instituted.
1: I like the idea of it, but at the same time, what if it's from... I mean, I, I guess I like the idea of it too, but if it's from like a contact anyway, like a hard hit, the player's going to get off the ice anyway, most likely.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's complicated. Like, if it it makes sense from a a safety perspective Mm -hmm. completely, but at the same time, what if, what if there's like a five on three and your team is defending and you take a hit from someone on the other team, you lose your helmet, and you gotta, you know, skate over to, uh, uh, the bench. over to the bench and get a new helmet or something and, and now it's five on two and I, I feel like they're probably I feel like most players would probably just rather stay out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I think I think in that case they
1: would just stop playing regardless because it's a defensive player. Maybe. <clears throat> Whereas if it's an offensive player like in the offensive zone and that happens yeah they it makes more sense. Yeah. They just have to get off the ice and but, from a defensive standpoint, then i I would rather that they just stop the play
0: yeah i I don't know I could see problems with that too like uh i've seen I've seen videos of like of like like beer league goalies and stuff like there's a breakaway, and they'll just pull the netting off the off the off the mooring. Mm uh i mean granted that kind of stuff doesn't happen in the nhl yeah i mean if you
1: do that that's automatically a uh that's automatically a delay of game penalty so
0: yeah i don't know though i i could maybe see some some dirtier players like loosening up their helmets or something and kind of like throwing it off nonchalantly and because you know guys already do that with like slashing and stuff if you're standing right in front of the goal crease the goalie will like slash at a guy's ankles or something mm-hmm. and it just doesn't get called because that's just kind of how it goes
1: yeah I I don't know I mean I like the idea but gotta see how they come up with the rule like if it just applies to offensive players or defensive as well so
0: yeah if it results in a lot of guys doing some sketchy things trying to you know get like the play stopped or things like that I don't know It it's yeah. we'll see We'll see how it goes. Item C. Another rule recommendation from GMs. Teams going to the power play will choose which side they want the face off to be. Only on first face off to begin the power play. Obvious advantage for power play team. The AHL already does this. Uh sorry that wasn't in like complete like grammatically correct sentences. That was from a a, a tweet by Pierre LeBron that says, you know, had to fit in 280 characters. But um. Yeah, so it sounds like uh it sounds like they mean like the the face off like which face off dot yeah, in in the offensive zone mm-hmm. not necessarily like do you want the face off in your zone or is it their zone because that's stupid? why would you ever take the face off in your own zone right <clears throat> I mean I like it yeah, I think I'm fine with that i think uh it's it seems like one of those things that just it it goes an inch. Just, like, ever so much towards, like, increased scoring. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, it kind of is a good idea, too, because it also helps,
1: um, like, certain players if they're stronger on one side of the duck versus the other side. Yeah. It if, it helps out.
0: Yeah. If you've got a... <coughs> say you've got a right-handed center taking the, the face off, he's probably going to... If he's doing, like, an overhand grip, he's going to be pointed towards... The right side. So he'd probably want to be in the left face-off circle. Whereas, you know, if you got a lefty, he'd probably want to be on the left. Mm-hmm. Or the right. I'm getting mixed up. But, yeah, there, there's like a handedness um, aspect to that, I think. Um, number, number, number D. Uh, GMs discuss the merits of a one-minute penalty in OT instead of traditional two minutes. But not enough support. So no change there. One concern was maybe fewer fewer OTs would be decided and result in more shootouts, which G, GMs don't want. Hmm. So the three-on-three OT, which is already kind of a crapshoot because it's just kind of like defensive laps, breakaway, defensive laps, breakaway, uh, you know, over and over again until either someone scores or it goes to a shootout. That would... Uh, you're taking away from... <coughs> You know, the, the power play, which is an obvious advantage there. And uh, you're just going to increase the number of shootouts. And uh, I think any any hockey fan who's been a hockey fan longer than, you know, six months will tell you that shootouts are a silly way to decide an important hockey game.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, one-minute penalty, that's kind of bizarre. <clears throat> Because if you score on the power play, well, okay, no, I guess, because it becomes a four on three at that point in overtime.
0: Yeah. Like, if if you draw a penalty with, like, five minutes left in regulation and the game's tied, then you're basically guaranteed a win because you've got, like, two minutes of uh, power play time in OT, so.
1: Yeah. I mean it it's weird though one minute.
0: Yeah, it just it doesn't seem like a lot.
1: No. I mean granted the overtime's only 5 minutes. So yeah. I like yeah, I, I it makes sense why they want only one minute, but uh yeah, I I'm with it like n- not having the support for this one just because
0: I mean, like I don't see how it would result in more more shootouts. Uh, Well, I, th- I think they're saying it wouldn't result... It would result in more shootouts because... Oh, yeah, they... yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, result in more shootouts. But, but
1: at the same time, I don't really understand how, though, because you're much more likely to score on the power play on a four-on-three in overtime.
0: Right. If there's more ice space. Right, so they're saying that uh the longer that 4 on 3 exists uh the more likely it is that someone's going to score which means the less likely it is that a shootout's going to happen mm. and gms don't want more shootouts right so yeah i don't know i i guess i guess i'm i'm with the gms in this one i'd rather uh decide the game in, in OT than in the shootout. Yeah, keep in two minutes as well. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then the last uh, discussed rule change here was uh, changing the regulation overtime wins tiebreaker to just a regulation wins tiebreaker. Uh, I actually, I couldn't find anything about... I, I dug through Pierre's tweets. I couldn't find anything specifically about how GMs seem to react to that one. But, um... I don't know. What's what's your take? Um, I think it's fair. Okay. I I
1: think it's fair as a tiebreaker. Just who has more regulation wins. I mean, essentially, but it's really not doing changing too much because if you take the overtime wins, it's really not making much of a difference.
0: Yeah. If if it were me, I think I you know, I am I'm actually I used to be like I used to be a, of a different mind here, but I I've, I've actually kind of grown fond of the the tiebreaker game that they have in baseball. And I know that it would get complicated in say the NHL where you could potentially have like five teams from one division who are all tied in points. I I know it's incredibly unlikely, but say like say like three teams are tied in points. I don't know how you'd formulate a a tiebreaker game out of that. But um yeah, I don't know. I I kinda like the idea of having a, a tiebreaker game instead of these uh these tiebreaker uh columns in the standings table, you know?
1: Yeah, because I, I, that's what I feel like. It should just come down to a bunch of different criteria for the tiebreakers. Like, um, I'm looking up some soccer ones. Like, this one's a few years old. I don't know if it's been updated, but in, like, Major League Soccer, the tiebreakers, um, they have nine tiebreakers. Oh, wow. So, the first one, obviously, the total number of wins. Mm-hmm. Second one is goal differential. Hmm. Third one is goals for... Fourth is fewest disciplinary points. Hmm. Fifth is road goals differential. Six is road goals scored. Seven is home goals differential. Eight is home goals scored. And number nine would be... If all of those tiebreakers are still tied, Mm -hmm. it's a coin toss. Wow. If it's two teams.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Those... Those are some like weird tiebreakers too, mm-hmm. uh, like like road goals four. That's that's weird. Like okay, I, I'm pulling up NBA. I'm
1: pulling up NBA tiebreakers. Okay. So, um, shit, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay. So, two team for two team tiebreakers. It's better record in head to head games. Mm -hmm. Second tiebreaker is division winner Third tiebreaker is Higher winning percentage within their division If the teams are in the same division Okay Then fourth tiebreaker is Higher winning percentage in conference games Fifth tiebreaker is Higher winning percentage against playoff teams In own conference Sixth is higher winning percentage Against playoff teams in opposite conference And then the seventh is higher point differential Between points scored and points allowed
0: Okay um, I'm going to recite all of the tiebreakers from the NHL, just for context. Uh, if two or more clubs are tied in points during the regular season, the standings of the clubs is determined in the following order. Fewer number of games played, uh, i.e. superior points percentage, the greater number of games won... Uh, excluding games won in the shootout. So that's the ROW, which they're proposing to change to RW. Mm-hmm. Uh, this figure is uh, the greater number of points earned in games between the tied clubs. If two clubs are tied and have not played an equal number of home games against each other, points earned in, in the first game played in the city that had the extra game shall not be included. If more than two clubs are tied, the higher percentage of available points earned in games among those clubs. I gotta be honest with you. I, I'm getting a little lost just reading this. But. <laughs> yeah, they it, sound it's, a little confusing. It, it, it's, I feel like it's very unlikely that you'd ever get to that point anyway. Right. Um, if you would, then whatever. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. There was actually a really weird scenario
1: where. Well, I think this happened in the NBA, where I, this involved, I think, the draft, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the NFL. But essentially, the t- it came down to a coin flip to determine who picked before the other team. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll hmm. see if I can find it real quick.
0: It? So while Abe looks that up, if you guys have any feelings about any of these uh, proposed changes that were discussed at the GM meetings, feel free to tweet at us. We're at SweaterPod on Twitter. Let us know how you feel. You find it yet, or should I vamp? No, slowly? we can
1: just right. we can just end it.
0: Alright, we're just gonna end it. Uh thank you guys for listening. This has been the March 9th, 2019 edition of Sh- Sweater Weather, Chicago Blackhawks Podcast. Almost forgot what the podcast is called. Um I was called at least like Chicago weather, a sweater blackhawks podcast. Um speaking
1: of Chicago weather, fuck this rain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's raining. It's weird. And flooding. <laughs> um We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.